It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's grab it. Grab it. Beer and Bullshit. Welcome, everyone, to Beer and Bullshit. Uh, hopefully, you're hearing us okay. We are notoriously very professional about outdoor recording, so we're trying it again. This time on one mic. It's interesting. We have a kind of an upside-down ice cream cone hanging between the two of us. Yeah, do you want to detail more of our recording it's setup here? sexual. I feel like there's like a dong hanging. Anyway, maybe that's just me. Uh, welcome. If you're first time listening, <laughs> this is the Beer and Bullshit Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Johnson, and with me is Chris Pellerin. It's Hi. not sexual for everyone. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good, good. What's what's new and exciting in your life? Um, well, I had a fun. Uh, you know, we're going to talk tonight to somebody in the that's been around craft beer a lot, and and I wonder how the perception is of people. And tonight, my son was out at a birthday party with some kids that we that were on his team this year that I coached, mm-hmm. and uh, as a thank you gift, one of the boys on the team who's 15 brewed me eight beers a 15 year old brewed you beer yeah i think his dad likes to do his own brewing i like it like there's some interesting flavors okay as he hands them to me it was so this one is uh, a peanut butter porter but i had one and it seems like the seal wasn't perfect so it's kind of a sour now so if you don't love sour you might not really like it (laughs) sounds good sounds pretty interesting Sounds like you're gonna have diarrhea so this one's a coffee, vanilla, chocolate stout. I'm like, wow, chocolate and vanilla. And That's coffee. a lot for a 15 year old. So many, that's so many flavors to the stout. I mean, it's kind of cool that you're into brewing at 15. That I guess could only get better by the time you're 20. It could be pretty good. Something tells me dad <laughs> might have been more involved than he let on. Mm, that makes sense. Not a lot of 15 year olds are like, I'm going to brew my own beer. They're all in Grolsch bottles. So I'll have no idea what I'm having. The swing top is popular with the home brewers. It's a it's a good option. Well, that's exciting. I, What's uh, happening with you? Nothing. Everyone in my house is sick. I've been. Uh, you made fun of me for saying this before, but I've been in survival mode. There's not a lot of fringes or fun stuff happening right now. We're hopefully on the mend, but uh, yeah, I did manage to. Uh, last week we were drinking. Oh, fuck, we didn't even have a show last week, and it's I been didn't. Three weeks. Okay, the last time we were out here and we tried this, we were drinking Anderson uh, from the keg. Anderson Pilsner, it's now called. I that keg was gone in eight days. That's, mm-hmm. that's I mean, we yes, I had you over. I, we had we had a lot of people over that one day. We had six adults and nine children. The children didn't drink much beer. I had half a pint. Is that that's bullshit? But anyway. I, I crushed my first keg of Anderson Pilsner, the first keg of the season in a, in eight days. So I was kind of a like, shit, I better slow down. And then I went and got another one. So we're back at it again. Well, last weekend, it was kind of cold. What was the motivation for drinking 20 pints a day? Well, you know what? It is a little foamy. So I do lose a little off the top. So it's not 100% consumption. I know, but Leon drank all of that foam. <laughs> anyway, what... Well, well, I think I drink less than uh, Drunk Punkaroo, who we're going to talk to tonight. So we can get into that, maybe. Yeah, where does the name Drunk Punk, Drunk Punkaroo come from? I don't know. We should ask him that. I mean, the drunk part is obvious. He clearly yeah. enjoys alcohol. Punkaroo, I would assume it's like a, a disappearing act. I feel like it's a reference to the French 
exit or the Irish goodbye, which I'm very, very fond of. Obviously, as you know, I just will leave a place when I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I called it the Batman with uh, my roommates yep, at university. Batman works too. Uh, I pulled the Batman on you guys at the, the mule the other night, kind of. Well, you said you were leaving. Yeah. It was just, just abrupt. It was quick. But that's when I want to leave somewhere, I know when and I leave. And the first thing we said when you left was finally. Yeah, and then you had some fun and all the uh, the hula dancers came out. <laughs> Why hula dancers? Uh, I don't know. Um, we fucked up our last recorded episode. We had some fun talking about would you rather stuff. So that's unfortunate that that will not be recorded. We also, people missed out on us going through the news and making fun of that woman who had her second DUI with seven children in the car. So we'll miss that, but it's sad. A number of levels. Well, we spun it. That's what they'll never know. How did we spin a sad thing into so much fun? Eh, lost to the recording gods, but I posed the, would you rather questions to the audience? I don't know if you listened to the. Re- did hear the pod. So we did get some answers. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, maybe I'll get into some other ones another time, but our friend Chris Schreier, who seems to be a little bit of a super fan. I feel like we bring him up on every show, but thanks, Chris. Chris has answered our would you rathers. Would you like to hear Chris's answers Absolutely. and see how they can? Okay. So you'll recall one of our questions was, would you rather be the most famous author or the most, what was it? The most impactful writer years later, yes. the most impactful writer of your generation or. Oh, so I didn't pose it that way. I posed it as when you die, you'll be seen as the most impactful writer in the last 200 years. Yes. So, that's right. okay. And the other, or a very successful erotica writer now. No, the most. Oh, okay. Pre-eminent. So Chris, Chris Schreier uh, wants to be the erotica writer. Because he'd be hella rich, he could sit by the lake and write all day, drinking rum-based cocktails all summer, and then move to a lake lakeside house and sit by the huge flagstone fireplace and write all day, drinking whiskey-based cocktails through the winter. Okay, well, I mean, you could do that now. You don't have to be that. You could drink by a fire, Chris. You don't have to be an erotica writer. But the, Isn't he a beer guy? But once he becomes an erotica writer, it. it's all whiskey-based cocktails. He's drinking beer and struggling to write softcore porn. But once he finally cracks that, he'll switch to alcohol. Uh, the other question we had was, would you rather be a, uh, a half centaur with a, a lower half? How, reverse, how do you phrase it? Reverse centaur. Reverse centaur or, or reverse merman. So he, go, he went for merman. Because then he would live in the water, and that kicks ass. Maybe I should read someone else's answers other than Chris Schreier, but I appreciate that you mentioned it. And then, Chris, you weren't around for this one. I was going to pose to you, but if you could have any five liquids coming out of your fingers, what five liquids would you choose? Um, Urine. Why would you want urine to come out of your finger? It would be good to spray people with piss when I want to. Does that come up a lot? You wish you could just instantly spray piss on people? I would love to have my enemies just spray a little bit of piss right on their pants and then be like, that's not piss. It's just, I must have spilled something. <laughs> and then good. people smell it. Actually, like, yes. It is piss. Any like competitive thing where you just like, like you're, you're about to go to a job interview and the other guys right there, you just fucking <laughs> cover his khakis and piss. That was a good choice. Um, Chris said, old pappy. Okay, sure. Uh, middle finger frozen lime margaritas, very trashy but delicious. Water, I mean, sure. Uh, it's actually because he wants to, he has a bidet attachment on his toilet, and now he hates having to poop places where I need to use toilet paper. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, thumb hot tea because he fucking loves tea. I don't love these choices. His pinky was a was gasoline. You missed that. Oh, sorry. That's, Gas- a, that's a practical one. <clears throat> yeah, gasoline's logical. 
I think I would choose gasoline too, just because it's expensive. Did he did he say beer? Nope. He didn't say beer. Yeah, right. He just wants margaritas, yeah. whiskey-based cocktails by his flagstone fire, mm-hmm. and rum-based cocktails in the lake house. I would definitely choose water because there's definitely times where I'm like, fuck, I'm thirsty. I don't want to get up. And water's the best. Maybe carbonated. I'd why not jazz it up a bit? Carbonated. No, water. I would trade water for blue powerade. Interesting. That's I won't argue. It's the most it's the best powerade and it's better than Gatorade. So you got my you've got my support there. Like a nice, like a you're gonna say wine, you're gonna go full Italian. I'm no, I was gonna... you're doing your hand, you're putting your thumb to your finger. I know, but not for a while you think I was going to say that, like a nice minestrone soup or like Italian wedding soup. You want a soup coming out of your finger? Yeah, you all just take a few noodles that you cook up and boom, you got like hot soup hungry? coming right in there. Now, if you could go full cocktail, I'd go Negroni because if I could have a nice Negroni come out of one of my fingers anytime, that'll be my alcohol. I, I could have beer, Negroni, water gasoline i feel like there's an obvious one we're missing like what's the most valuable liquid on earth i think it's probably human blood which technically already comes out of my finger if i wanted to it's also never you're never going to reach market price for that because there are restrictions around selling blood (laughs) sure that's true that's a good point perfume i feel like perfume is probably among the most expensive liquids on earth i'd go with liquid 24 karat gold just hot in and liquid form everything in your house is just coated in gold like gold plated everything just i just sell nugs anytime i got thirsty for anything else okay well there's our would you rather recap <laughs> if you've sent me an email recently and i didn't get it i'll check again i'm sorry but uh yeah you, any you can email us anytime if you have feedback for the show uh if you're angry if you're an angry rhythm and bruise employee <laughs> you can email me at uh holler at beer and and we're flirting with an idea of a pod that Ben's not on just with people that he's infuriated over the years. So if if you would like That's to a come long on list. and rant at, about Ben or just have a, you know, your own spot where he can't defend himself. Yeah. Send us a note. Well, I should clarify. OK, so I have dunked on Rhythm and Brews again on Instagram because eight weeks ago. They started selling Bud Light, and I was very clear in my opinion that that's a garbage move for a brewery. Either just sell macro beer and be a music venue, or don't. Don't recommend Bud Light and sell it at a venue where you're asking people to brew beer and sell it. So I said, they're definitely going to sell their equipment soon and stop brewing beer. And lo and behold, there's an announcement today that they're selling their brewing equipment. So I kind of gleefully said, ah, I guess I called this one. And, uh, you know, they've got their defenders I'm not happy that a craft brewery has gone out of business because, first of all, they haven't gone out of business and it doesn't seem like they are struggling. They've got a new chef. But just pivot to a different business model. Stop being a brewery. Once you start selling Bud Light, you're not a legit brewery anymore. Anyway. So what happens if they were to have six taps with macros imports no that's so and then stupid. they have two of their own beers that they like to that's brew the antithesis to... of what a business model for a craft brewery should be well, it's like i'm a fancy but... restaurant but i also have craft dinner then fuck off what are you saying to your chef that's like toiling away creating new recipes and making something that people want a niche market for something if you're also going to sell fucking hot dogs obviously i love hot dogs but you get what i'm saying it's not it's not you're one or the other you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. what if you're a bar and then you just then be a bar then you brew just a few of your own beers you'd be like oh we did a fun thing we went to a brewery we have our own thing but you'd not be like we are a brewery 
if you're a brewery, then you're you should fucking hate everything that Anheuser Busch stands for because there are people that work that every day wake up and think about how to crush you. This is literally people's job. How do we destroy craft beer? So if you're going to be a craft brewery, you don't invite fucking Darth Vader into your brew house. Anyway, I'm going to enjoy. If you'd like to defend yourself, <laughs> Rhythm and Bruce, please send us. No, I think they already are on Instagram, so that's fine. I don't just know. keep coming. Keep coming at Ben. <laughs> He's here for it. Okay. Well, should we get into it? How I had a weird day today. I, should we, you want? To, can we talk about men's health on this show? I think so. I have. Uh, I'm 42 years old, and I've had a, a finger in my butt today for the first time. It was. It was not enjoyable. <laughs> this was. This was Kate. Yeah, I asked for it, and uh, no, it was medically related. I. Uh, I have an a fear of prostate cancer because I have it in my family, and I was like, at the doctor for like vaguely related reasons. I was like, you know. I've never had, and he's like looking at me like, don't ask me. I'm like, I don't want to ask you. And he's like, you don't want to ask me. But I was like, I have a fear that I have prostate cancer. He's like, well, and this is the thing about prostate cancer. It's like, you're either, it's either going to be the thing that kills you or you're going to die and have prostate cancer. Cause like we all have prostate cancer. Yeah. If you live to a certain age and everyone dies. I was like, well, I have five stomach problems sometimes. I'm like, I worry about my stomach. I worry about my colon and uh, not to get, like super morose but there's a, a really great uh content creator in the united states called don't drink beers he's a instagrammer he's a blogger he's got a podcast and he was recently he went into the hospital with uh, stomach pains and he has inoperable uh, colon and, and liver cancer so dark and totally fed my fears on the subject of all things stomach and asshole and dick basically you're on a website called don't drink beers that's his that's the name of his site it's, you're researching stuff for our beer podcast no no he's great he's like a bad followers in the tens of thousands like he far surpasses us but uh really good hilarious satirical stuff he's actually really good at reviewing beers and it's a sad story he's got two kids so there's a gofundme thing happening to help with his medical bills because he's in the u.s anyway all this to say i once again was highly in my head about uh my health and i got i got this doctor to check me out i'm like i don't really want to do this I'm, but like we sh- I, I feel like i should he's like all right so i got up and he's like he goes well you can lay on your side or you can bend over whatever your preference is and i was like i don't really have a preference for people sticking things in my ass <laughs> you're gonna say whatever you like doc anyway i uh i've had i've had a colonoscopy and that you don't need to do that like like it's like you go from like zero to like problematic in eight years so i never need to do that again and now i've had a a, a little uh pro- prostate <laughs> scan if you're if you're at all doubtful of like uh you know you got something going on or wrong with your body just go just get it done i got a i had a man much younger than me uh stick his finger in my butt today and that's fine it's okay did you at least I made all the jokes. I made all the jokes. Well, at least buy me buy me dinner first. Yep, hundred percent. I said, should we have a drink first? All the stupid jokes they should have made. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, uh, so shout out to uh, Men's Health. Uh, There's no stigma. If you got uh, shit that's bothering you, go get it checked out. We don't live forever. And uh... well, I prefer to just stick my head in the sand and uh, presume I'm in perfect health, except for my knees. I get them checked out by my sports doc once every four months. You care more about your knees than your asshole and your penis and your balls and stuff? For sure. Really? Well, I mean, those things are all doing what they're supposed to. My <laughs> knees are struggling. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this is a random, not really related thing, but I was thinking today, I don't know why. Um, you remember when we did like 
I don't know what you call it, like bag tag. But like when we were in high school, it was like we just let we, we it was acceptable to hit each other in the balls as long as that we did it open handed. Like what the fuck was that? You just full on hit a guy in the dick, and we we're just like, ah, it's open handed. It's fine. He just like crippled on the stairs on the way up to class. Well, the show that I was been watching with the kids, never have I ever uh, the the guys in that show do that in high school. That's a long, many years past. So it's still around. Yeah, it, I don't know why. It's, a, it's been around for millennia. Yeah, but that's fucked up. If someone did that to me now, like <laughs> I'd be pretty mad. Well, it's a good way to hurt your friend and have that hurt go away in five. It minutes. was funny. I mean, I guess to watch someone get bagged and everyone goes, "Oh, but man, what were we thinking?" Watch me and Leon almost to get into a big fist fight in the middle of Oktoberfest. Yes, that was hilarious. That is my one memory of uh, partying in the KW was that Oktoberfest where Leon seemingly forgot that we constantly hit each other in the balls with open hands and almost came blows fighting you because you did like, it. You just did it to me. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, now I remember. All right, cool. What are we doing now? Bag tag. Anyway, I don't know how to segue to our guests, so let's just... Uh talk about rob arsenal aka drunk pokeroos on the show tonight i'm excited i've never i've never met rob or poke whatever he whatever he goes by he's a prolific uh prolific poster content creator and uh alcohol enthusiast so uh and reigning champion of writers awards yeah i mean i have four times as many as him but he does have the last one i'm sure we'll talk about that tonight son of a bitch all right here's rob uh aka drunk pokeroo okay first things first you had to put the fucking award right there i can see it i want to show you the the final craft beer uh, bar towel islander i guess you want to call it yeah there can be only one There's, there's they never gave it another one after that and no, congratulations no. on being the reigning champion for the- I will for forever. It was just Ben and me. I I'll be honest, I think I won it because people just wanted Ben not to win it, not so much that I deserve to win it. <laughs> hey, that's, that's that's maybe worse. I don't know. <laughs> Voter fatigue is a real way to victory sometimes. I think you're We're downplaying uh first of all, hi, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm a little disappointed that you're not shirts off uh in the grotto. <laughs> I was earlier because there's a new beer out today, so I had to get that done. Uh, sometimes it's a little chilly out there, and I have neighbors with like nine kids, so I always have to be a little conscious conscious of that. <laughs> Is that the rule? You got to be tarps off for YouTube always? Only in the summertime, and honestly, I'm not even going to lie. People expect it, and I did a video with just a shirt on because it was cool out, and somebody <laughs> messaged me, and they were like, well, how come you're wearing a shirt? And I'm like, because it was cold. Like it, it's it, it has its own life. Um, the 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 sun's out, guts out. People like it a lot, and usually it's like it's I always say to my wife when we go to a beer festival, I people come and ask to take a picture. I'm like, that's cool, right? But it's always guys who look like me or a little <laughs> bit smaller, and I'm always like, they want to show their wives that I'm not as bad as this guy. Yeah, like I'm I'm not getting pictures taken with attractive people. It's always me yeah beer beer influencers and beer bloggers don't have a lot of a hot groupies rob i don't know no no (laughs) it's not usually why people get into this game uh you mentioned your your youtube your youtube so you did one today i saw it it was like you posted like 15 minutes ago i think right yeah yeah usually i can record and post within 
from the time I cracked the beer open till the time I posted on YouTube, it's maybe 15, 20 minutes. It's I, like, I literally lean my phone up against a, a, a can of oil yeah. on top of a book. So it's the right height. And then I just point it and I go and sit down and I chop the beginning and the end off when I sit down and stand up and put it up on YouTube and it works. I envy the people who do like uh, you guys, you know, hop happy blog or whatever on that guy does some stuff on Instagram that makes me just, I howl his, he has creativity. I'm like, I do not have that at all. Well, I don't have the, I don't know. I mean, I was going to say, I don't know how you have the time, but you I mean, you, you fired up pretty quickly, but still you got 3000 videos on YouTube, dude. That's crazy. It's an excessive amount. I was looking at that too. I was looking at like, how many do we have? 3000 videos. Again, a lot of it is just, if I'm going to have a beer, I might as well talk about it. And there's, you know, there's an appetite for it. It's, it's not a huge audience, obviously, you know, and, and when I started, I would do 10 minute videos dissecting beer because in 2016 and 17, I took beer very seriously. Yeah. And then I realized there's nothing serious about beer if you're not making any money in it. So, right. You know, I, I was, yeah, it's not worth, it's not worth investing a lot of time <laughs> just to have a little fun. And, and again, like I said, the people that really dig it, they dig it and they let me know that. And I, I, I said, I'll keep doing it for the, those guys. Yeah. What came, so what came first? You had Pines with Poke, the blog. Was that before yeah. YouTube and then YouTube? Yeah. So okay. YouTube, somebody told I, a, a friend of well, my, my wife's cousin, he's into marketing and stuff. He, he was running his own company. And I don't know what he's, he's big involved in marketing. And he said, you should, you should make videos because nobody's doing this. And I'm like, well, there's lots of people doing it. You know, we had Albino Rhino. We had the Brewhead was doing it. Adam was doing videos and I watched them and I loved them. And I just started doing it because I, I thought it was another avenue to talk about beer. And I, you know, for me at the time, I was going through a lot of personal stuff and it was a great way to kind of break out of a, 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 a rut and out of my shell and then it kind of made me push myself to you know uh be honest more honest and talking and then the blog was before that and that was a and a lot of that stuff in the blog was a lot about my personal life and you know overcoming a lot of things and I think that's what that's what struck a chord with people because the beer on Instagram is where everything started I mean as anybody who uses Instagram knows it's a a disaster most of the time yeah like the algorithm is just terrible mm-hmm but we just keep posting because it's fun. And I always say that to my wife. I'm like, we'll do this until it's not fun. I mean, when we started, we made a joke. My cousin and I, we were doing it together. He stopped because he has, you know, a life and kids. Um, <laughs> and I said, wouldn't it be cool if we got a free beer one day? I'm like, that yeah. would be fun, right? If we just got one free beer one day, we're talking about beer. We've had some free beers. Yeah, I bet you have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they got uh, 10,000 Instagram followers now. Yeah. It's a, you know, again, a lot of it's... Um, People just, they liked what we were doing. And there was, there was a time when there was a really good community. There's a newer community now that I'm not really part of anymore, yeah. you know, because I, I, I'm not that age group, I guess. I've, I've kind of aged out of it. I, I'm not really, I don't go to places anymore. <laughs> I, I like to drink at home or around you're Hamilton. Pre- you're obviously. preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have probably this, the same issue I have. You're, you live in London. So you got how many breweries in London now? Seven? Yeah, I think eight actually, but yes. Seven eight, here in, <laughs> eight here in Hamilton of varying levels of, you know, from, you know, incredibly great and, and innovative to, you know, okay, like neighborhood bar type uh, breweries. But I mean, I don't have to go anywhere else anymore. Like, I really don't. I will go to other places to pick up beer, but really the city's got enough here. You don't ever have to go anywhere. Yeah. So what do you like best in uh, in Hamilton? What are your favorite breweries in town? Uh, top notch is always going to be Merritt's, probably... You know, Merritt's the best for 
the city because they love this city a lot and the best food. I don't know if you guys have ever eaten at Merritt, but the fries and sausages are amazing. And Spinney does really cool stuff with beer. Not everybody's into the beer wine hybrids. I think he does them really well. Um, their barrel aged stuff is great. Clifford's the closest to my house. It's nice. a 10 minute drive or a, a five, what is it, $15 Uber ride from my house. And Brad makes, again, straight up two style beers. He's very conscious of the area he's in, which is the East End of Hamilton, which is very blue collar, mm -hmm. uh, very much a, you know, beer that tastes like a beer. And so he makes sure he caters to that. But he also brings nice IPAs and, and obviously the Clifford Porter and Barrel Age stuff is good. And then you've got, you know, Fairweather. Uh, they, they went up and down and I think they're on an upswing again. Grain and Grid is very much a family brewery. Like if, you, if you've got kids and dogs and you want to go hang out, that's the place to go. And you got Barrel Heart now. Yeah. What, which what's, is what's their vibe that is all barrel aged beers yeah. all mixed fermentation absolutely i've had one beer from him and it blew me away it was a aged saison um i guess he was at nickelbrook before and he went and then he opened up his own thing but it's all barrel aged but the only issue there is 17 dollars a bottle yikes to start yeah that all has... green big bottles but yeah you mentioned Clifford. I want to give Clifford a shout out because Clifford started as a nano brewery in the back of Getwell, uh, which was a bar that had vintage arcade games and uh, done in a Thundas and Ossington. And Chris and I actually went, there's a vintage arcade bar here in London called Tilt. And it's literally just all vintage video games and they have Pinball Wizard there. So it was a wicked throwback for me to be drinking <laughs> Pinball Wizard and playing vintage video games because uh, yeah, Brad Clifford made good, made good beers. I remember when when uh, Pinball Wizard was new and that Porter was new and it was mind-blowing to have it in the back of this little, almost a dive bar in Toronto. I mean, it's weird. The Porter's a year-round offering at grocery stores and LCBO. Um, yeah. The Pinball Wizard is only at the brewery now, I believe. I don't think oh, it's... Oh, really? It's, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got rotational seasonal offerings in the LCBO, but uh, it's still amazing. I keep trying to convince him to make, a, make it into a double IPA and call it Tilt. I'm like, this is... It would be a great beer... You know, just something fun to do. Um, well, I know one place he'd sell a keg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on, right? Like, it, would, it would go. But he just makes, but he makes, I can take my dad there. My dad doesn't drink crap beer. My dad like, likes Heineken and, and Corona and that's his style. But Brad makes a light beer that is 100% accessible to people who don't want to drink crap beer. But he you, doesn't. You haven't been able to convert your dad? There's no light beer that your dad can get interested in? No. But he likes he likes Crusher from from Clifford like that he'll drink. Okay. But he's yeah see he's uh but he brews that beer purposely for the people that want it. Yeah. You know I, I remember talking to the people at Collective years ago, and you know I watched a guy walk in ahead of me and he bought like two cases of whatever lager was at the time they had out, and here's me buying my little six pack of the new IPA. Right. And I'm thinking that's the guy that's keeping the brewery open. Right. Guy that's buying the two the two two fours on Friday night and coming back next Friday and getting you know he's getting his two four every week. They keep the brewery open so you know nerds like me can go and buy a six pack. Well, to be fair, you went home and made six videos for them, so they get <laughs> their money's worth out of you too, bud. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have fun with it again. The videos are I'm just having the beer anyways. I might as well make a video because it used to be I would do it twice a week. Yeah, and then I just started doing it every day because well, if I'm having a beer. It, it's not any time i like i didn't even buy a ring light like i don't even have any special lighting i literally just lean it up against random my phone up against stuff and, and film it it's great there's no talent there it's just I'm your content really machine. there's no man there's there's talent and you're selling yourself drinking beer I'm good at you're selling yourself good. short on your writing too because you're right you you did talk a lot about your personal stuff and you wear your heart on your sleeve and i think that's what people like man you're they, they really did and, and i appreciate the that. people 
you show up you're genuine you're like you genuinely love their beer and you're you're not shy about it and obviously people dug it i mean i i I, when you first like i don't remember how i first became like i met you at a thing a great lakes was doing a lakes brewery thing yeah Yeah. but then you were just everywhere because they were like literally in every brewery's social media because you were physically there you were just going at everybody I remember one one trip so we used to do the hopefully we'll do it again someday we used to do a week-long trip around Ontario we called it Polkapalooza and I think one year we did north of 50 breweries in seven days and wow. again you can tell we don't have kids because we can do stupid things like that how and are you getting around do you have a driver <laughs> no no we so my wife and I we weren't always having a beer when we would stop some we would just go in and like buy beer and, and leave but yeah we'll, we'll, my wife and I if we go somewhere we'll split a flight okay we'll just get a flight and split it and so it's like half a beer but generally we, we try and planned it so if we were going somewhere the last beer like the last place we went we were staying at a hotel my cat just knocked over it. <laughs> uh so sorry it's okay you tried to jump in the window um yeah like we said so if we were on the trip we would plan to have our last brewery close to where our hotel was like when we stayed in london 2017 i think yeah. Um, we ended up near Anderson. I don't remember how, where we stayed because we ended up going to Milos with the people from Anderson when they closed. Oh, and yeah. That was fun. But yeah, it was. It, we always just made it more about buying beer and then coming home and drinking it and talking about it. Um, for me, it's all about people's dreams. And people have this dream of owning a brewery, which we see now is sometimes turning into a nightmare for a lot of people. Right. And I always thought that was cool that people would live their dreams because I'm just a regular working guy who just goes to work and comes home. I, I don't know if I could ever do that. Like live your dream and try and make this thing happen. Well, it's fucking expensive. The The myth of the following your dream is like, we always forget there's a lot of financing that goes into following that dream. So it's not as easy as it looks and romantic. Finding that out now with barn cat closing, like that one shocks me. I mean, it shouldn't. They yeah. only open seven hours a week or eight hours a week. Right. They make great beer. But I think that again, at that scale, is it big enough to support two guys? Like, can you sell enough beer with, and then you have uh, third moon, which just pumps out stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, uh, this, this story that like, it's super tough for breweries, like, yes. But I also think the ones that are, have a sound business plan and are being reasonable about things aren't going to succeed. Like I watched um, the agenda was, they had like a bunch of beer people on like Mandy from left field and Jordan St. John and, and Steve from Bose. But like the debate was like, things are brutal. You're all yeah. struggling. And Mandy's like, we're doing great. Like they're a good company. They run the fundamentals well. They're smart with the numbers. Like, I mean, I don't know much about Barncat, but like, I think the ones that are doing business well will survive and consumers will benefit. Barncat makes right. some beer, but like, ultimately it's the ones that are doing things the right way. They're going to stick around. Well, I, uh, Mandy was incredible on that she you're right they were trying to bait her and she just wouldn't take it she's absolutely laid out that no there's old flame out in was a durham region i guess they have three locations and they just bought a cider company right so there's obviously money to be made um like a collective is a great example they've they've changed their business model completely Mm -hmm. like uh, i i had a new beer from them today that's maybe the fourth new beer they released this year and it's June. They used to release a new beer every week. Yeah, they've slowed down, obviously. Yeah, and they're focusing on the core. I think they're expanding all over North America and Europe and just like 
And that's that's their business model, and that's fine. And then I got counterpart in Niagara Falls. This is this week they're releasing four new beers, and they released four new beers like two weeks ago, and all and they'll sell out. Yeah, well, some of them can do it. Like I think about Sam at Sawdust. Like they just churn out beer. I can't keep up. Like I, even if I lived in that area, I couldn't keep up. Like it's impossible. His fridge is insane. I have a friend who goes up that way, and he'll grab beers for us. And he says the first time he walked into Sawdust, he, he says it was a, like almost a religious experience because they have those massive fridges, mm-hmm. and there's any style of beer you can want. Like we 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 did a beer with Sam last year. We're gonna do it again this year. Of course, it's a double IPA because what else am I going to brew than a double IPA? Right. But like, you know, we went up there, we spent the day on the canning line, which my wife thought was fun. And I'm like, this is just work. Yeah. It's like a canning <laughs> line is, is fun the first time. It's about the third or fourth time I've done it. It's work, you know? Yeah. So, but it, Sam's one of my favorite people in craft beer and the people at Sawdust City love that man with a passion. You, I love when there's, a, there's like a clear person that is oh. the, you know, the, the, I don't know. I don't want to say mascot because that's not the right word. But Based like, for the business? Yeah, kind of. And Sam's always been that guy. Like people, people, maybe people don't know that Sam used to write a blog for Sada City and it was like all written in the voice of a cowboy for like years. I didn't know that. Yes, there was a blog. Remember Blogspot? Remember that yes. blog platform? Sada City had a Blogspot blog and it was like, howdy y'all. And it was Sam writing for some That's reason as a cowboy. It was amazing. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know if he still does it, but last time I saw him, he was still doing their Twitter. Yeah. Like if and I message them, I'm like, is this Sam? He's like, yep. I'm like, okay, it's still Sam. They, they, they try to get him not to do it. And so he wasn't <laughs> doing it for a little while. And then he's like, no, I just need to do it. Cause he wants that personal connection to people. Like I told my friend, he had a question for Sada. So I'm like, just write them on Twitter. Cause it's Sam and he'll answer your question. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you know, and I think some of that's changing now, um, with all these breweries that open. You don't know who the people are anymore. There's just too many breweries. You can't know who everybody is anymore. You yeah. know, like it felt like you used to know everybody, and but it's just it's it's too big now. Like you'll never. I one time I thought I could get to every brewery in Ontario. I honestly believe that. Yeah. No way. I mean, you might be the guy who's come the closest, other than like Jordan and Robin. <laughs> yeah, I think they 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 did it when they did the book. Yeah. Which was and, immediately out of date the yeah. day it was released. <laughs> I, I mean, we had a great time and, and we, we still do. We go on road trips. My wife and I usually go on a Sunday. We pick a place to go and we'll go visit a, an area like we like to get out to go and, and you know, to, to St. Jacob's and go to Block 3 and then get out there or go up to Muse Brewing. And like Scotland, Ontario's population, what, a thousand people? And they've got two breweries. Like, crazy. Yeah, my, my, our, my travel has been like decimated by first pandemic and then a two-year-old so like i'm barely getting i'm just starting to get out in the world again i feel like there's so much to catch up but also it's really easy to just buy a keg and tap it in your garage which is also pretty nice these days <laughs> i mean bellwoods because I, I i any brewery that i really really love i obviously subscribe to their newsletter because i like to keep up with what's going on yeah and bellwoods today they released they're releasing a double ipa made with wood brothers and i like wood brothers whatever i've had from them and i love bellwoods still i think they're if they can be underrated at this point, I don't think they can, but I feel like people kind of sleep on Bellwoods. No, they don't. They're the I, most hyped brewery in the province. Maybe I'm not, no, I'm not even granted. I'm, I'm with you. People are starting to take them for granted. I think they do because Third Moon is, and Third Moon deserves it because they make incredible beers. Um, even Third Moon is going to start releasing a monthly series of West Coast IPAs, single hop West Coast IPAs. Because they want to have more West Coast IPAs, and I'm like, that's great. It's great. Bring that back sounds really good. Bring back West Coast IPAs. Bring back. I mean, filtered who beers. Did, <laughs> who did one? Uh, that's my. I'll, I will drive for West Coast IPAs. I will go 
places for West Coast IPAs because I think that my favorite beer is Headstock. I think it's still a fantastic beer. Great beer. You know, but uh, if somebody's making one, and especially if it's somebody who doesn't usually make one, but I love their other stuff, like Bellwoods makes a West Coast IPA. I want that beer. Third yeah. Moon makes a West Coast IPA. I want that. I will drive to Milton to get that beer. I mean, Milton's only 45 minutes from my work, but I will go. I will seek out that. Or, you know, if they make a Pilsner, these guys that make the hazy IPAs and the cake stouts and all that stuff, if they're going to make a Pilsner, I want to try it. Because if they can do that, then I know I'm not wrong. They're making great beer. Yeah, that's the litmus test. I would say Westie is, is probably a litmus test too. It's just, it's, it's weird to think that that's a niche thing now because it used to be, that's what everyone had. I mean, like, that was what got me into it. I, I fell in love with them. It just was such a different thing from what I was drinking before. I mean, I drank, I was drinking Brava Light. And then I switched to Old Milwaukee because it was cheaper. Yeah, what was your what was your like craft beer evolution? Because you talked a lot about just pounding shitty macro beers. Oh, I, was- I used to grab a six pack of because Bravo Light used to come in a two four, but when you'd open it, there would be four six packs in there. I remember. So you just grab a six pack. You know, you can't buy a single Bravo Light or even a six pack. You have to buy a two four because I wanted to do a thing about it, and I'm like, I'm not spending forty bucks. Like, I can't justify that to get a two four but i went from that to it was really the the beers were like old curmudgeon ipa from uh grand river which was like kind of an english ipa yeah Uh, that's what you started drinking that's how you got into craft beer well it was all about craft beer was all about uh getting untapped badges at the beginning yeah it's still it was that it was 100 what we were doing so we would go and buy every weird beer we could find at the lcbo and then we'd get a case of old milwaukee and we would split the beers. Two or three of us would do this on Friday, Saturday. We would split the beers. And then between craft beers, we would pound a couple of old Milwaukee's as cleansers. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, so I'm wondering, amazing that we ever got into beer. But eventually, I, I kept doing it more. And then I found like, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. It's the GLB beer. Uh, oh, Pompous Ass. So Pompous Ass was my my real first you know, after curmudgeon from Grand River, because that was a seasonal beer, it disappeared, and I found pompous ass. I'm like, well, this is great. Yeah. And then you find Canuck, you know, you start going, well, this Great Lakes is a pretty good brewery, so maybe I'll try their other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had never, I didn't even, I never went to a brewery until 2015 or 16. Okay. I didn't even know they exist. I didn't know you could go to a brewery. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I think that's, that's a lot of people are still like that. They just don't go. Yeah, I mean, most, I mean, I think it's better now. I think more, most communities will have like a brewery, so people are at least aware there's a place to go now. I, I would be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a city where someone isn't like, there's a brewery you can go to to check out. I think it's pretty normal and trendy now. Well, I think you have to seek it out a little bit uh, still if you're if you're not surrounded by people that are into it. Um, That's I drink with people who don't drink craft beer. Most of the people that I hang out with family and friends they they drink craft beer in the way that they'll buy some if they see it or if they're on vacation and there's like oh there's a brewery here let's go in and check it out but example my brother-in-law lives in burlington and, and all of his friends are all very successful you know upper middle class business owners in that and they, they like craft beer they love bourbon they haven't been to nickelbrook yet the new nickelbrook which opened a year ago because it's just not on their radar to go and do that, right? They can just go to the LCBO or they go to the grocery store and they buy their craft beer there and they don't have to go. I took them all to Hamilton one day and we did a Hamilton tour. They didn't know Fairweather, Merritt, Grading. They didn't know any of these breweries existed. And they've yeah. been open for four or five years. Yeah, I guess we take for granted that there's still those people out there. I don't know. Maybe it's the bubble we're in. I'm trying how to think. Of, like how our- much of the market is craft beer? 12%, I think they said. Yeah. 
like it is such a tiny people have no idea like i was talking about barn cat closing and he's like what's barn cat and i'm like well they make really great beer like they're yeah. really great beer they're well known inside of craft beer but why would i know about those and i think that that we forget that sometimes and that's what always makes me laugh like when i do bush i did a, a video on bush ice right yeah, what I'm, are doing you doing? I'm watching those those videos where you're drinking this fucking I'm rock beer dgen series i'm doing dgen beers in the summer because <laughs> it's just fun to do i'm just bored right i want to do something different and <laughs> i get more traction more response more views more everything when i do really longer people lose their mind i mean i got i Apparently Bush Ice, it, Bush is in the same vein as Bud Light. And I got a lot of the homophobes and all those kind of people. Oh, like, really? I didn't know. I was like, I had no idea. But uh, you can just go away now. Um, yeah. But, well, it's all Anheuser-Busch, right? So I guess yeah. someone's Googled Anheuser-Busch. 100%. And I'm like, I'm just doing it because I think it's funny. <coughs> some of these beers are not terrible. You know, like what, not. What's, a, what's a stand at? What's been like, a? oh, this actually isn't bad. James Reddy is not terrible. <laughs> James Ready, okay. James Ready 6.0, because there's five, five, because technically it's a craft beer, which I got in a fight with somebody one night. I was part of this group, and I, the, the, a craft beer group, I had joined them. They asked me to join on their their live things, and I was there. It was fun, and we started talking about Moosehead. I'm like, it's craft beer. I don't, it doesn't matter how big it is. It's Canadian owned. Yeah. It's not owned by a giant corporation. Is it because of the size? Is it because they sue anybody who mentions Moose? I guess yeah. so, but technically- it's craft beer is it because when does collective stop being craft beer or great lakes or amsterdam well amsterdam i guess not anymore technically yeah but i mean james reddy's craft beer you know i don't know i i again i always say the beers are technically okay like the macro lager they're obviously doing something it's the race to the least offensive thing they can give you yep and that's fine i i always tell people that if this is your favorite beer good we're having it together tonight you know, it's not my favorite beer, but I'm glad you found something you like. I mean, people shouldn't feel bad about liking a beer unless it's, you know, Forefathers or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like that plug. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's crappy breweries out there doing crappy things to people. I always say that. Like, Moosehead is union-made beer. You know, AB, the Bats is union-made beer. Those are union jobs that support yeah. people's families. You know, I mean, you guys are in London, you know that. I mean, the Bats, you know still employs quite a few people i'm assuming yeah i mean it's a great place to work but you can still hate their ownership 100 <laughs> but I, I said that how many craft brewers are paying a living wage how many craft brewers are unionized how fast would the owners of a craft brewery turn around if their employees tried to unionize right uh, honestly because yeah. at the end of the day they're capital they're, it's capitalism you're trying to make money this is a job this is a business you're, you it's not about you're not doing it as a philanthropy it's not a, a charity you're trying to make money yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually fault anyone who like graduated from the brewing program in Niagara College and then took a job at Molson or Labatt. Like, I mean, why would I work for a I work for a giant US company? We're not tiny, but you know, like it, it it's weird working for an American company, I'll say that. The culture's very different. Yeah, I work for a craft bank. A craft bank. Craft bank. Canadian craft yeah. bank. Chris is an artisanal banker. Uh, yeah, it kind of works. I mean, <laughs> compared I, to the macro banks, we're we're a really small shop. We just try to do the types of loans that get people excited, <laughs> take videos of our loans and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I saw craft uh, craft mix. It was like a chips and mix. It was a craft chips. So yeah. they just slap craft in front of it, and it's a thing now. I mean, I say all the time, craft beer is dead. And my friends like, what does that mean? And I'm like, 
there was probably a time when there was that ethos of this, you know, independent fighting against the man and whatever. Is it really that anymore? I don't know. For no. some people it is. It's a business. Right. I mean, I keep saying we're post-craft because yeah. that concept still exists. But again, the, we could probably debate the definition of craft beer forever. For this for the first time, though, on the show. Haven't okay. you done? You've written about it, haven't you, Ben? I'm pretty sure you like, have. <laughs> more than once. years ago, yeah. And it seems to come up all the time. I'm still of the, uh, like, if you're independently owned and, like, I don't care how big you are. You're, if you're independently owned, Canadian brewery or craft brewery. But it's, yeah. what about What about craft dinner? Craft dinner is spelled with K. Yeah. So it was spelled I mean, with a C. Poke gets it. Poke gets it's it. It's good though. It made it taste well, good. Well, no, no, no. Craft though. No, no. PC, which I hate to say because you know, Loblaws is awful, but PC Matt, PC uh, White Cheddar Mac and oh, Cheese is the White Cheddar guy. Deluxe. It's, it's deluxe. the greatest food ever made. 100%. Oh, no. It's called yeah, Deluxe. I, 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 I may, whenever I, and I'll do that, I'll post a video of me making craft dinner on Instagram and people like get excited. And I'm like, it's a weird thing to get excited about. Like, cause I'll see things and people will, sh- you can't see who shares your photos, right? They'll share them with people. Yeah. And I'll see photos and then they'll be shared like 37 times. And I'm like, who is sharing this shit? <laughs> like who is sh- and who are they sharing it with? And most of it I'm assuming is making fun of me, which I'm fine with because <laughs> I'm, no, it's, I'm not. In joke. it's the white cheddar heads out there. they're like white <laughs> nice we got a white cheddar guy yeah, white cheddar is it's the bomb i mean it's it's fun it's it's a great it's a great drunk food it's right it's great, a great it's man, drunk. i'll eat that for lunch right now like put a little black pepper on that that's a real meal uh, it's i'm still about all about the original the original the OG, OG crap. yeah yeah he, he he was into craft dinner before it was cool yeah <laughs> now right. it's not cool anymore but i think you know like it I've I've evolved as a a beer person. I don't know. It was funny. Like I said, I was very serious back in 2016 and 17 about you know educating people and helping them find beer. And I think the longer I did it, the more I realized ah, I just want to have a good time. Like I just want to enjoy it and, and and share you know the good times. I don't talk a lot about bad beers much as good beer because bad beer is just boring. Like I don't. I don't care. I more about it. I write more about it now or talk about it more now because there is a lot more bad beer. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's really fun to just dunk on something though. Yeah, Maybe like that's I, my personality. You're more of a, uh, let's accentuate the positives, but like, I love a good nasty review. Well, Bo, Bose, Bose is probably not my friend anymore. Oh, have you been doing some dunking on Bose? Listen, that light lager they had was one of the worst beers I've had in a decade. The light, the just the lug light or whatever, the one that just came out was just, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was not good. Yeah. And then the hazy AF, I know, I, I went and bought it. I'm that's like, not what's try. in the glass, but they did send that. Did you notice that's what Chris is drinking? Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah I'm like. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm like, the wrong audience for hazy to begin with, so. But it wasn't a bad beer, but it tasted artificial. And I'm like, that's not Bose. Like I have on this shelf back here, I probably got 30 Bose bottles because I love that brew. That's another thing. I don't, and I, I, I said this when I made the video about it. Because this light lager was not good. It was. It was just. It was. It was weak. It wasn't what Bose was used to be about. And I get they're they've sold. You know, I, I listening to to Steve talk on the agenda. You know that there's they've got to sell beer for his payout to to finish off whatever. That's what he. That's what I I took from that. Right. Right. They've got to prove that it's viable to sell. But I mean, Bose was amazing. You would go in the LCBO and there'd be a four pack of four styles you've never had before. You know, weird stuff and gruits and like just so many beer styles Bose introduced me to and it broke my heart. And I said that. 
And I was honest. And I said, this kills me because I love, when I went to Bose, I'm like, we went to go back one year and we stopped at Bose. And it was like visiting the Vatican for a Catholic. To, to me, we walked in, we got to see these huge tanks that, you know, they had all the lug tread that they were shipping across. I thought it was the greatest thing because they made so many beers and, and, and introduced us all to so many of friends that we talk about it. Yeah. Say guys like me who were, you know, my age group and Bose, I don't know if they realized how many people they brought into craft beer and everything just kind of stopped. Yeah, I think, well, number one, I think you're probably, no offense, giving yourself more credit. They probably weren't that hurt. They've heard people talk shit. No, I don't mean hurt. I just like, I feel like, you know, like we were friends and now we're not friends anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a tough style. The light lager to to have it not be kind of forgettable. I think that's a tough a tough brew but i i had a light lager not too long after i can't remember what brew it was from it was fantastic it was just it was it was what a light lager should be right enough impact that you know you're having a beer but it's not you know wrecking your palate for the rest of the night it's just a nice beer i was really disappointed with spearhead spearhead's light lager is delightful spearheads is good like i said clifford's is fantastic i love it it's it's a beer that tastes like a beer yeah, you know, I, I like those sometimes. I'm not a big lager drinker. I like the collective lager. I think Great Lakes, uh, their straight up lager that they have in, in full time rotation in the LCB yeah. on the Gosford. That's a a great beer. Yeah, a couple old Milwaukee's is a good palate cleanser too. Yeah. Listen, two three old Milwaukee's and like six craft beers, and and you're winning the night. But if I go back and read like what I would write in Untapped back in those days, because I would actually write stuff in Untapped. Like, I hated Nickelbrook. I was like, why does Nickelbrook make everything taste like pine trees? I was having Naughty Neighbor. Like, Naughty Neighbor is <laughs> not that bitter. Right. But I had no no palate. But I just, I quit smoking just before I started trying all these beers. And so, like, my palate came back. And all of a sudden, I could taste everything. And I literally taught myself how to like IPAs by eating fruit. I made a video about it, a bone shaker, and how I would eat pineapple and mango and orange and, like, bite into the rind and try and figure out what that tasted like because I didn't have any concept of it right like I still don't know what lychee tastes like I don't think anybody really does <laughs> I see it all the time and I'm like I'm not saying that word I don't know what that is like, it's not, not a real thing that word it's not What's very that? good my wife's Chinese and I I've tried it many times it's like try it again I'm like how many times do I have to try it before I tell you I hate it and you believe me I had a durian beer once at Shacklands that Jason Trombley made and it was not that bad Huh? It smelled weird, but it was it was good. You know, like that's there's another guy that underrated beer guy, Jason. He makes really good beer. I don't know that I've had a ton of his stuff, to be honest. The Shack, well, Shack. Oh, he was at Shacklands. Now yeah. he's at Two Loons. Yeah, okay. So that Two Loons IPA is good, solid all the way through. Again, and I always say to people that like every beer is not going to be transformative. Sometimes it's just a good beer. Yeah. Like good beer is okay. Like good beer is a good thing. Yeah. Right? And not everything's going to be like this amazing, like mind blowing beer. Sometimes it's just, oh, that's good beer. Like I like that. It's a nice IPA. It's a, I'm not a big sour guy. I find get heartburn. I don't know if you guys have the same thing. Like I have half a sour now. Yeah. Oh, just like, right. And I used to, I used to be able to do it. My wife hates, my wife is the, the weirdest beer drinker. I know. So she drank blue. That was her beer. That was her dad's beer. She drank blue. We go on a boat cruise in Hamilton, a beer boat cruise, and Brad Clifford's there, and he has a, a little keg of bourbon barrel-aged porter. My wife, my, I'm like, try this. You got to try this. I'm thinking she's going to hate it. That was her first craft beer that she liked, bourbon barrel-aged porter. And I was like, that makes no sense. She hates IPAs, hates sours, bourbon barrel-aged beers, lagers. 
So we walk in a brewery and I'll be like, you know, I'll try the sour, I'll try whatever. And she's ordering the bourbon barrel aged beer. And they, of course, and this happened to us a couple of times, they would bring her like the sour and me, the bourbon barrel aged, and mm. she would get mad. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like I'm, I'm paying the 17, I'm buying the $17 bottle of beer. This jackass is buying the $7 double IPA, <laughs> but yeah, she, she, and to this day still bourbon barrel aged all the way. Yeah, there's something like I don't know, like cola-y about that kind of vibe. I had a friend who uh, no interest in beer, and he just crushed Rodenbach. Like it was, he never. He's like, "What is this? This is beer," and he's just just he's like, "This is amazing." And he went, I had like two bottles of Rodenbach vintage in my cellar. I'm like, "Have at it." I, I I can't. I I mean, I've got some stuff. My cellar is there's too much in there. I have mm-hmm. I and I'm I try not to hoard. That's every year at Christmas time, uh, for the month of December, I do a Advent calendar. And that's yeah. just me drinking 24 barrel aged beers. It's an excuse to try and clear some of them out. Yeah. But they're just, it's, it becomes hard because you're like, oh, I want to save this one. What am I saving it for? And I, yeah. I'm trying to get people out of that because people are like, I'm saving this for a special occasion. And I'm like, I think a lot of people are going to go to the great pub in the sky and leave a lot of great beer behind. Yeah, the day you open it, that's the occasion. But now what? I have beer that I've had so long, it's just like I'm just gonna keep holding it for no reason. Like I have a 10 year old beer. Why do I have 10 year old beer? So I mean, I do. I can't. I have a 2016. I have one 2016. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Kentucky bastard left. Okay. Sorry, we only call it. We only call it Kentucky now. It's not bastard anymore. Oh really? They dropped they the bastard, bastard off this year, <laughs> and they're not making it this year. So really? Nickelbrook is not making Kentucky Bastard this year. It doesn't sell as well as it used to. I think a lot of those big, heavy beers, people just don't buy them as much in that big format. Mm. Like Wellington, Collective Arts, they went to the shorty cans for the bourbon barrel age, and I think it made a difference for them, right? That short can is a is tolerable on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, right? If you're going to have a, a big beer like that, short can is okay. I know yeah. you've, been, you've been an advocate of short cans well, here's the thing. I think I just like them because they were not the thing everyone made. Now I want t- t- long neck bottles back. <laughs> you with Anderson, who, who are only, and I love, by the way. I know. Can I, can I say that 100 pack? I still have, I think, three stouts and three loggers left. Wow. Out of that pack. I'm you impressed know? you got there in time to pick up a 100 pack. That's a I messaged them. I'm not, I messaged them and I said, hey, I'm coming from Hamilton. If I get there at 11 ish, like, they're like yeah we've got enough like we're not going to run out that quickly but they sold out it's a great gimmick i'm sure they still make some money on it yeah i saw people buying three and four of the hundred packs that's crazy are you seeing these bats dip in the pool i am there's bats like dive bombing my pool right now it's amazing if you got bats you're lucky those are good we got bats (laughs) in our backyard help get rid of the mosquitoes yep i like bats because my backyard is basically a forest we back onto a ravine Oh yeah, and it's basically a four. Well, it's chaos gardening because we're lazy to garden, so we just kind of let it go wild in certain spots and fill out. And but <sighs> I love the bats. Bats. Yeah, like, good... Well, can I can I do just a Chris has a bat slide into a, a good bat story? Yeah, Gotta be good. Uh, I was up in Bayfield uh, cottaging, throwing a few darts on a on a front porch. There may have been some magic mushrooms oh. involved. And uh, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we get this pack of bats. There was three of us, and the bats are weaving through us slalom style for like 15 minutes, just <laughs> running hot laps. And none of us, we were all so scared to move. Like, is this really happening? Are, are these bats really doing this? <laughs> They're scared of humans, and they slalom for what felt like 15 minutes. It was probably like three minutes. 
while you're on mushrooms yeah <laughs> that's why i was stopped it was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you caught a, a bat mid-air with a dart by accident that would have been... <laughs> that would have been impressive <laughs> is that a karma citra bottle behind you what's yeah. that that's a yeah. karma citra bottle behind you Chris, uh, know your roots, buddy. That's your favorite brewery that came in the bottle first, man. Make it back. I know, I know that. I didn't realize some of those beers dated back to their uh, bottle days. That's Audrey. Roots, Audrey. Yeah, Audrey Hopburn. This is how I, this is this is like for me, like 2012, 2013, when uh, Great Lakes was doing that style. That they're that like painted bottle. I want to know what the cost was on that. Yeah. Because that couldn't have been cheap. <clears throat> That was you when know. Karma, I was pushing hard for Karma to be an LCBO entry because it was like once a year it would pop up for like a week and that was it. I'm like, this and is the best Now you can literally go to the LCBO, buy a four pack of different Karma different beers and pick stuff. up Karma Simcoe on its own. I know. Now I don't want it because it's available. That's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> said, if it's available, I don't want it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I always, I, before I got to, I, I met you and, 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 you know, I'll tell you the, the night I met Ben and I, was, we were at the Great Lakes 30th anniversary party that's what it was yeah and i was still like you know i was very very I, I was enthusiastic about everything and i remember ben you pulled me aside and you said if you need any help like figuring out how to like get into newspapers or you know if you want any advice and you offered me advice i'm like i thought this guy was a curmudgeon just on, like just, i thought ben was like this, just on the know, internet just on the internet this, this hard ass guy <laughs> and he was he was super nice and i've always been i always say that to people well, you guys don't know real ben johnson i do like he's a well, nice guy, but I, I remember. Do. No, you were right the first time. <laughs> it was like six or seven years ago. I remember it just because I was I wasn't really I was just finding my feet in, in beer and, and writing and talking and stuff about that. And I always remember that. So thank you for that. Because I was it's a weird memory to have. But you know, we were surrounded by I remember it. we were with Don, the yeah. beer store guy. Don Redmond is his name, right? Yeah. yeah. Donnie yeah. came. Well, we had my wife drive. This is one time when so this is why we don't go places either, because she stopped being the designated driver. <laughs> she used well to here's the thing Rob and here's what I was going to mention like uh, when people are doing something that they love and that they're good at uh, for me it's like get paid doing it so like you've been doing this for five years more right like you, yeah. I can't see is it 2018 you won the award it was 2018 2018 I've been doing it I've been doing I've been writing about beer I've written about beer every day since November 21st 2015 okay so for me, I stopped doing like my blog and stuff because I'm like, why? I mean, a, I'm too busy, and b, if I'm gonna do it, I should get paid. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, you're just churning out content. You're doing a lot of work for free, man. Like, I would I love to get. I'm trying to get that. You know what I want? And this is so we talked about you know getting that one free beer, which was and it happened the first time it happened when somebody yeah, yeah. mailed me beer. It was the most amazing day of my life. I was like, this is great. Somebody gave us free beer, and I shared it with like all my friends. And I'm like, guys, you got to come over. We got to drink all this beer. If I, I can get, I want to get a penny from YouTube. A like penny? It, a, one penny, just because I can say I made money making beer videos. It is almost next to impossible to get money off of YouTube now. The uh, the metrics are you have to have over a thousand followers. I think I've got almost fifteen hundred. That's fine. You have yeah. to have four thousand watch hours in a year. My videos are two three minutes tops, right? Yeah. Getting four thousand. I'm at about two thousand twenty one hundred a year. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, a lot of watch hours when you think about, you know, yes. two-minute videos. It's, it's it adds up. Of watch hours, dude. Maybe every yeah, so tenth video, just have it just run like an album the way, while you're waiting for the secret song, and then somebody falls asleep, boom, there's three hours for you. Well, I, I've got a tip from my house. If you, every once in a while, just unboxed a Lightning McQueen toy in there, you're going to get Bluey. I was going to have Bluey come and drink a beer with me. Yeah. or You can get like, Blippy to the grotto. You're in fucking cash. <laughs> yeah. That one time we had Sawdust came to the grotto. 
Um, my wife surprised me. So Sam messaged her on Twitter and they set this whole thing up. The only thing I knew is we had company coming over and I was so mad. So I'm like, I'm just tired. I worked all week and we got to clean the house because, you know, get people over. No idea. And then two vans pull up with sawdust logos on them. And Sam Corbeil gets out with a gigantic cooler and 10 other people pile out and they've got food and beer and they hung out in the grotto for uh, the rest of the night. We came down here and drank vintage beer down here because we wanted to see the the crease that we call down here. Yeah, it, it was. And that for, that's for me, like I'll always be a massive fan of sawdust because they did that. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. Like there was no need for, to do that. It didn't do anything for them. Sam just wanted to do it. I, I think he does that a lot. I think he does things he wants to do and that's why I love it. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe it's not happening as much because there's just, I don't know what, but I, I, I don't know how many years ago Muskoka Brewery was in town just visiting licensees and they pulled a school bus up in front of my house and there I opened my door and there was like 25 people on my front porch and I was home with my kid. I'm like, what the fuck? And they, they gave me like a six pack and they took my picture and they got back on the bus. I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I know, I know the local Muskoka rep and he's a good dude. Shout out to Andy Marshall if he's listening. <laughs> uh, Sawdust, Sawdust is the one brewery. They, they, just randomly, I'll get like a six pack show up at the house. Yeah, like I'll just come home and there'll be like a box of beer at the back door. And Sam just sometimes sends beer. And I'm like, I, I'm so, like, I mean, I order a lot of Sawdust beer. We do <laughs> like we, we, I'm a sucker. Like the, the lager series they just did. They did a Maybach. Like who's doing a Maybach now in Ontario? Nobody. It was yeah. great. It was absolutely great. It was, it was a huge luscious lager. Um, sawdust is, is that, that there's tiers, I think. And, and everybody has their own tiers. Like you have breweries. I always call them trusted breweries. If yeah. you really, if you're a trusted brewery and you release a beer, I'll buy that beer. Cause I know it's going to be the beer you tell me it is, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and there's breweries that, Oh, they do okay, and maybe I'll try a good like uh, my favorite style. I might try your beer, and then there's breweries I don't buy from. Yeah, same boat, and, and we all have our favorites. I feel like there used to be a time when every like beer, I don't know what you call personality writer, blogger, whatever. You they always kind of ha- you could tell. Like I knew Chris Schreier was an Amsterdam guy. Like just that was his thing. I was like early on a Bellwoods, maybe obnoxiously a fan of Bellwoods. Like we all kind of had our like go tos. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm I, I'm. Great Lakes. I do a lot. I did a lot of stuff. With, I created GLB Day. Yeah, well, Great Lakes my, gets too much love on this podcast. Let's, we they do. No, but Great Lakes, Nickelbrook. <laughs> I mean, I you know I, I went in there and and John is he's an old he's an old school brewery owner guy, right? He's just he's he's an you walk in there. He's a back slapper. He's like you know let's get you a beer. Let's sit down. Let's have you know have a beer and and I'll walk you through <clears> the, the new brewery and. Like, I don't know if you guys have had, been into Burlington to see the new brewery. It's amazing. Nope. It, Where it's is what it? Nickelbrook should have been there. It's uh, what Nickelbrook should have been. It, it was weird, though, because we were talking about when they left Drury Lane, the old brewery. And I said, that that has a lot of memories for people. And it's weird to have that kind of attachment to a brewery where you're like, I'm going to miss the old brewery, even though the new brewery is way better. Mm-hmm. Like, way nicer. Way big. It's bigger. It's more inviting. It's what a taproom should be. I mean, remember Great Lakes old taproom was tiny. You know, yeah. these old taprooms used to be nothing. And now you have to have a patio, a tap room. You have to have all food, music, trivia. Yeah. Drury Lane was amazing when uh, my kids were little. As my my sister-in-law and her family lived in Burlington, and I lived in Hamilton. And my brother-in-law and I, we'd had four growlers. And we would just, whoever was going to the other person's house to hang out for the day would fill up the growlers at Nickelbrook on the way. And then we'd just get shit faced, uh, drink, <laughs> drinking headstock and like seven percent beers. And- we took uh, we took my cousins there one year for my birthday. We did a, a tour. We went to like 
Great Lakes, Nickelbrook, Cameron's, and we only filled up growlers, right? We're only going to drink growlers because I thought this was a great idea. Terrible idea. Um, but it was 11.05 was out. And it was the uh, Saison. You had a growler of 11.05? Sa- 11.05 Saison. It was amazing. It was one of my favorite beers they ever brewed. My cousin got a growler. He's like, oh, this is nothing. And he's pounding the growler. And I'm like, dude, you might want to slow down, have a glass of water. Passed out by nine o'clock, like just out. No con because we had no concept of that style of beer. Yeah. Um, that beer, they they brewed a lot of 1105 back in the day at some point. They brewed way too much. So they put the 1105 Saison on for, I'm gonna say like 30 something bucks a case. Like Whoa. it was ridi- it was ridiculous for an eleven percent beer. And I I bought many cases and it was a it was a good <laughs> beer. I do have one more 1105 story. So the very first 1105 uh, between uh, Sawdust and Nickelbrook, Ryan Morrow and Sam was uh, a triple IPA. Most of us haven't tried that because we weren't around for it, right? Yep. I posted about that. That it was the only beer I've ever really, really wanted to try. Uh, Spinny from uh, Merritt Brewing, he brewed with Sam at that point. He was like working with Sam at Sawdust and that. Yeah. He has the recipe. So, so we're trying to figure out a way to brew that beer and bring back the 1105 triple, a, triple IPA somewhere. I don't know how we're going to pull it off because I don't think Merritt can do it. It doesn't really fit into their profile. Yeah. But if you, we can follow. You can't brew it without the two guys whose birthday it is. Well, we wouldn't call it. We'd call it like 1105 and a half. <laughs> I just want to brew a small batch. I, I will do a homebrew batch just for me, yeah. just so I can say, because I tried the barley wine. Unfortunately, it was about seven or eight years old and it was not good anymore. Like it had oxidized, but I tried it. Um, but that's the one beer I really want to try. What are you pointing at? Oh, my beer. Yes. Yes. And with that pause, maybe because it's getting late, actually, Poke, it's so easy to talk to you. I usually um, I talk a lot. We're going to let's pivot to Pell's Corner. If you yes. the show, you know what that is. I, I do. Chris, do you have a new theme song for it yet? Uh, no, not not just yet. It's still in the laboratory okay. on the new song. We'll be waiting on it. What am I drinking? Oh, squeeze play. That's a squeeze play where I've got auto pop. We were talking about uh, pop related ones. I don't know if you guys have seen this one from uh, Blood Brothers. It's got a. They're very carefully avoiding the, uh, what do you say, Milton Dew was the one you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, Milton Dew. The, yeah. Do you have so anything This has sour? Tahiti treats in it, uh, oh. but without it being. Tahiti. Did you try the Tahiti treat drink? Oh, I'll take that one. What are you hiding that oh, octopus absolutely. for? <laughs> I did try the Tahiti treat. It was a favorite drink of mine when I was a kid. I actually quite enjoy it. And this auto pop from Blood Brothers has got hints of that, but. Um, really not sure get my wife get that for my wife she loved the tahiti treat she thought it was great i have a uh, sada city brewing lone wine barley wine 11.2 percent nice. well, i'm gonna finish the night finish it strong you're going okay let's you you finish strong a lot poke let's talk about this you because i work in customer service and Okay, but you okay? Let's talk about this because we're talking three thousand. We're gonna put Pell's Corner aside for a sec. Three thousand okay. videos, like a lot of content, a lot of beers. I think a lot of people have said, "Like, fuck, dude, you drink a lot." One hundred percent. And I've I've lost. It, it is it, it's not anything that's not a concern. Most days, and I, when I say most days, I mean like five days a week. I'll have two beers, and sometimes I don't have the second beer. Like I'll do the video, and I won't always finish it, depending on what it is. Obviously, if it's a really good IPA, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. Um, always a concern of mine it's something i have to be conscious of um i certainly do drink more than most people and i think some of that has to do with not having children not as an excuse no no it's easy to do i'm not jeez it's, it's i live an indulgent life outside of work because i have zero response i have to walk my cat every day now i have one of my cats <laughs> likes to go for a walk oreo my white cat 
Uh, he puts on a harness and goes for a walk. Old guy the other day is like, that's a weird looking dog. I'm like, it's because it's a cat, man. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? And, and I've had people express that and then people that I, I really love and they've expressed their concern. And I said, I understand it. I'm like, even well, I'm even, like, how much of that is, is social media? But like, I've, I've, I swear to God, I've seen you have like a, a four double IPA Tuesday. And I'm like, how the fuck does this guy do this? But a lot of it's just a lot of it's a personality, right? Because like, there's a difference between the drunk pokeroo and rough like it, it, it never it didn't really happen that way originally because the drunk pokeroo was never like i didn't sit down and go i'm going to create this beer personality that mm-hmm. i'm going to create an, an instagram account for this was just a joke name and then gradually everything else happened and we, you know beers got posted and that happened i always find it to be and sometimes i push it too far you know the drunkard thing and yeah. you know I, and I, I i even i'm like well, we probably shouldn't post that but <laughs> Again, I, I see it and I, I know it. There's days when I'm like, okay, hey, maybe we should just stop everything. And I think there's going to come a day when I'm just going to be like, you know what, I'm done. I just delete everything and like, see you later. Quit drinking or just I, quit? I don't both. know. Quit, I mean, I quit smoking and I thought I would never quit smoking. Yeah. Like, I love to smoke. Like, smoking was like the best thing in the world. Like, get up in the morning and have a cigarette. Oh, cigarette with coffee was amazing. And yeah. I quit. I'm with you. You know, but I mean, I'm 50 years old. I'm not getting younger. I mean, I know there was a guy in the States. And he was like a big beer drinking guy and he quit. He had to quit drinking. He had to quit writing about drinking. He had to quit because his life was you know, in danger. Yeah. I'm sure when I go to my doctors this year for my physical, we're going to have that conversation. Well, um, if, if Health Canada is to be believed, you are drinking your, uh, what, weekly limit every day now. So. I'm pretty much done in the morning. Like, you know, if I have like if I have my day off, if I put a little Bailey's in my coffee there. But I, and I, honestly, I don't shy away from it. It's something I, I struggle with. I worry, do I do too much? Like, do I, and I don't want to encourage people, but I always say like, if somebody quits drinking, I always support them in that. Cause I have friends who I had a friend, a very dear friend that I worked with years ago, a young lady. And she, it just, she got wrapped up in, in beer and drinking and drugs and she quit and she got her, her life together. And I was like, I, I thought that was amazing. And I support people who do it. And I acknowledge the people who say, Hey, maybe you too much. And I'm like, I don't disagree. I think most people that are, you know, tangentially related to this industry, working in it or commenting on it or whatever, it's, I think we all have a, we don't talk about it enough that we probably have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Oh, 100%. And I've written about it and I've talked about it and I mention it sometimes. And again, the day, I'm, this is the problem. I'm from a generation where the day I can't get up and go to work is the day I've got a problem. Well, I've never not got, I've never had a sick day, which is weird. I should have had at least a hundred sick days. Everybody should have their sick days. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's something that definitely, I don't gloss over it. I talk about it. I think that there's a lot of people that don't talk about it. They're afraid to because yeah. they don't want to offend. Well, it's a conversation I've had. My wife will be like, you drink a lot. I'm like, I'm, but I'm like, I don't drink before five. So like, <laughs> that's okay. Like my first beer and then I could also, and I could always be like, well, look at fucking Rob. I don't drink. Yeah, that. See, that's me. I'm the example. <laughs> my first beer tonight. Cause I'm like, okay, I got the podcast at nine. So we came home. I walked the cat. We had dinner. We walked the cat again. Cause apparently that's my life now. Look, I'm a cat walking the cat. Just let your cat out or don't. <laughs> no, no. You know, that's, no, they don't live. Or he will run away. Outdoor cats aren't cool. Anymore. And that's, we got him because he was a stray but you know i so i said oh i had to go on the podcast so i had my first beer like 7 30 because i'm gonna have like three beers tonight yeah. and that's enough but that's the thing i have to set the limits for myself i can't just i don't buy a two four of headstocks i know if i have headstock sitting in the fridge i can always have one more beer right you know and i think that that's you got to know your limit you got to know what you can do what you can drink and i i feel for people the people who have no i have alcoholics in my family i mean i probably am one <laughs> But I have like severe, you know, people who've had to kick 
booze. And I've seen people I love have to go through that, like the whole gamut of, you know, like having to search their house for booze to make sure that they don't have any available. And like, it just, it breaks my heart. I don't think I'm that guy, but yeah, I might be wrong. And, and honestly, if I am, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's tough if you don't have like, like, oh, I'm like always like I could, but it's so boring. Like, why? I need a catalyst. If someone was like, you can't drink anymore because X. I'd be like, all right. I just yeah. Like if, if I if I went to the doctor, he's like, dude, you got to stop, or you ain't gonna make it. I'd be like, it's been a good ride, guys. Like, well, when's the last time you went to a doctor? No, <laughs> it's been a while. I because every time I used to go when I when I was younger and I was even smaller, they'd be like, get on the scale. I'd be like, I'm fat. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> they're like no you got to get on the scale mr arsenal i'd be like that ah, seems like a lot man you know, how now when i go to the doctors they look like they're 12 seems like, like why is every doctor doogie hauser now yes i have a doctor that's younger than me and it's weird i, I can't like you want a younger like, doctor you don't need all of the guys that are retiring at 75 and so yes, what the hell because, that's now? true my doctor before this guy was the guy who literally delivered me and he smoked in me like in in the room with my mom like that was wow. my doctor i remember my doctor smoking while he was like giving his examination he's like a small i'm like that, that was weird but we were talking about that at work the other day so we used to have to stand up for the national anthem at the movies at the movies yeah if you didn't stand up the usher would come down and make you stand up what? i guess i'm, old, I'm older than you guys so that that that. much older right? like eight years older than us it sounds <laughs> yeah, like you well, up in like an alternate reality i was in hamilton they let me out earlier they let me wander the streets <laughs> when i was a young man uh, and my parents were, were good that was i'm a, a gen x baby they they let us wander all the time <laughs> but no i think that it, it's a discussion we need to have and we talk about it in craft beer a lot i think it gets glossed over on instagram a lot um twitter's yeah. and i know twitter's a tire fire right now um but twitter's always been a little more honest i think when it comes to that stuff people don't want to talk about nervous about the fact that you know if you have more than you know, average one or two drinks a day, then people want to call you an alcoholic. And then for the people that do like to drink, it's like that I, I don't I don't want to be called an alcoholic because I like to have a beer after work. And then on the weekend, I have a few more. Well, I think so, you have to decide like what you're like, I, I guarantee you, if we had kids, I would not be doing everything I do now because I couldn't I wouldn't have the time. I know my brother, like I have nieces and nephews. They don't have time to do what I get to do. Right. It's, right. it's just not like we were joking. My wife's like, why is it so late at night they're doing this? I'm like, they have kids. You can't do stuff at like six o'clock when you have kids. Yeah. Like you have yeah. stuff to do. Like you have to deal with stuff. You have to yeah, Ben's I, I got to train might... the eight hundred meters. Yeah, that's right. That's I'm gonna tell possible. you right now, I could not run faster than a grade school kid. <laughs> I would lose. Neither can Ben. Neither can Ben. Well, you know what? Your whole the family was here and we didn't do it. Your daughter was here and I didn't lose her. I should have done it. But I, I think I think it's it, it it comes down to what are you comfortable with? Are you comfortable with what your life is? Are you treating the people around you right? If you are, okay. But you, you've got to be conscious of it. And I think a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And well, just think who's going to walk your cat, Rob? Who's going to walk your cat? If well, you it, around? I do one. We we have a, we have a team. I do the before dinner. She does the after dinner. But I actually think it's a good thing. You're getting out and you're walking. The neighbors now bringing their cat out on a leash to meet our cat. Now I'm like, this is just weird. You know, how you have friends with your kids' parents. Now I'm friends with my cat's parents. I don't know. Why don't you just take Oreo to the cat park? You should just let him run free in the cat park. Oh boy. Okay. Let's <laughs> I didn't ever see cats. my life being the guy who's walking a cat. There's nothing funnier than a guy my size walking a cat down the streets. Yeah, when do we get that video? That'll get a lot of I views. should put that up because it's it he's because he's eleven pounds. He's a tiny little furball. 
cat videos are good for your YouTube, man. You they gotta, really people love. Want to make when, that penny? You got to get that cat on there. I'll tell you something. When Jinx, my, my cat of twenty years, when she passed away in two thousand and twenty, and it was January of two thousand twenty. The amount of messages I got from people in the beer world, and I will say this about them, they love their pets. I know when uh, Black Lab Brewing in Toronto, Snoopy just passed away, the Black Lab named after the brewery. And everybody was like, "That's it was devastating because we get attached to our pets, right? They're part of our personalities. And and it's, you know, that's so, yeah. So I, mean, I should put up a video of me, or at least a picture of me walking Oreo. I'll go tarps, tarps off just out in the street. I like it. Yeah, I think it'll sell well. <laughs> like, how? Okay. All we right. opened we opened Pell's Corner and that was like 25 minutes ago. What do we got? Let's Good do guys. this. I'm gonna have to edit the fuck out of this thing. Oh yeah, I said to him, I said to him, I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna edit this because I tend to ramble and things just happen. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's let's do it. All right, here we go. We'll start with a, a simple one. Um, do you guys hang your toilet paper over pass. or under? I know I'm the minority, but under makes more sense to me. Okay, I work in I work in the restaurant industry. And if you open up the toilet paper dispenser, inside is instructions on how to put the toilet paper in, and it's over. Mm. Okay. The so technical like, toilet paper people have spoken. The, 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 the yeah, I mean, it's over for sure. I read something online that said that people that want to do it under are pieces of shit. All right, here's another one for you. What's the worst thing that you have ever smelt? Oh, wow. That's a lot, man. I have two answers that come to mind immediately. Uh, one's because it's quite recent. My wife, for for some reason, like at a trade show, and they gave them like protein shakes, and my my son thought it was milkshake, so he's like, "This is great," and he drank like maybe almost like I would say seven eighths of it, and for some reason, when there was that little bit left, he filled it with water. That tasted gross, so he put the cap on. And then forgot about it in the basement for like two weeks. And I'm like, oh. what is this? And I didn't have the label on anymore. And I opened it up and smelled it. And it was rotten protein drink. And I was immediately like, Bleh. and my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, Bleh. so that was number one. Number two, so, this is. We didn't plan this beforehand, just in case you think that. No, it's I love that Ben has these smells in his head accessible. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm an improviser. I can do this shit. The second one was. Uh, I lived with my our friend Leon in university, and uh, we lived in an apartment uh, here in London, and something stunk in the apartment, and we're like, what the fuck is that? And it got worse and worse until we realized it was our next-door neighbor who had died. That was a bad smell. Ooh. <laughs> that got That's dark, man. Thunder. That's dark. Yeah. Um, this was the thunder for mine, which was just like it, a squirrel stirring around in my ductwork and then he died under my home office during the pandemic and it stunk for months until i don't know just decomposed to the point where it didn't smell anymore we had a chest freezer in the basement here in this house somehow got accidentally unplugged full of venison that my friend had stored here oh god we did not realize it until we opened it and it was half just it, everything was rotted like completely like oh, just God. it was the most disgusting we, we carried the whole thing upstairs into the back of the truck into the dump because it was the most it was nothing like you know a, a full moose of rotting meat oh my god in the freezer but nobody noticed that it, i don't know how it got disconnected i mean we were, did a lot of dumb shit downstairs somebody probably bumped into the plug or something whole whole freezer gone venison i felt more bad for my buddy because that was like a, a you know it's a, a lot of meat thing. <laughs> yeah Okay, let's do one more of these. One more? All right. Uh, 
if you were a character on a television show, uh, live action or animated, what would your catchphrase be? Sup, fuckers. He's got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have several, but I'll go with my, my favorite one. It would be like a late night show on uh, HBO Max, I guess, or whatever they call that now, Crave. Or... I'm tempted to say grab the bull by the horns because it's the tagline for the show. But I will say in recent years, uh, I, I've stopped. Well, I still do it a lot, but I, I try not to engage in the arguments on Twitter and, and whatever. And so my like my like peace, I'm out. I just go eat shit, fucko. I like <laughs> you have a great like, show. I'm not getting... <laughs> yeah, that's how you open it. Sup, fuckers. And then yeah. you end the show with each. Have to, and everything would happen in the middle of the show, and you'd have to end the show that it would be one show. It would it's have so to be more satisfying. You're like, you're like, I'm going to find the go find the points to argue this guy, and you just go eat shit, fucko, and you never engage them again. Jesus, these bats are getting close. <laughs> are they going to weave in and out of you guys now? I don't know. We're not even on mushrooms yet. Mm. <laughs> Well, Poke, it's getting late. I'm gonna shut it down. It, it's been nice to talk to you. I want to come. I want to come and drink a beer in the grotto someday. Can I do that? Absolutely, it'd be fun, man. Well, we're, we are coming. So my wife has decided because she really loves the people at Anderson. So she's decided we're going to London this summer. I don't know that she's gonna figure everything out, but uh, yeah, I'll let you know when we're coming into town yeah. and we can all meet Give up. Give me for some notice. And... I'll clear. I'll clear yep. your calendar and get it to some breweries with you. Yeah, because it'll be fun. We'll you know yeah. we'll go and like. Do you not know who I am? Yeah, they know who you are, Poke. Don't worry. All right, well, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, man. Good to see you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. working i like to play I with like fire i like to play with fire too everyone likes to play everyone with fire likes to touch the fire around my penis yes i wish that yes i want it this uh.